Welcome to the Blue Collar Pastor. I I am Pastor Nick. I'm joined today with Pastor Nathan, and we got Pastor Justin back. Um, yeah. <laughs> instead of a light, like we had last time. <laughs> yeah. Because we had to have something right yeah, it's, it's over there. It's, it's the other end of the pub. So, yeah, so today we uh, we, we have a topic. Nathan's got to yep. drop it. And then, like we say every time, you were just going to sit here and talk and uh, basically just enter into our conversation. So, yeah. So I thought it'd be fruitful and uh, fun to, or I or we, uh, to talk about the Christian testimony. Mm-hmm. So um, a lot of times you hear testimonies that are basically, you know, I, I living horrible, doing a lot of drugs, I was a drunk, and then I came to Jesus. Mm-hmm. Like Jesus is on the tail end. But we know uh, after, you know, walking with the Lord for a long time that Jesus is our testimony, mm-hmm. right? That it's not just... About me, and then coming to the faith, about more about him and how he brought us, and then more broadly, that looks different for everyone, mm. right? How children can come to the faith, how we each one of us came to the faith. So that'd be fun to be talking about how we came to the Lord and how that looks. Yeah, why don't we? That's a great idea. So kind of one at a time, just a little ten thousand foot view of it, not a yeah, yeah, and then just broader forty five like, minute Baptist how testimony. Happens, what the Bible says about it. What <laughs> is it? You know, maybe there's unbelievers out there who are curious, you know, what is the Christian testimony? Yeah, that sounds good. You want to share yours first? Since you, since we carried it the last yeah, two times, I think that. you should do it first. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to sit back. Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> we'll zoom in the camera right here, just right on your face. Oh, no, I, there's no one here. I'm just talking to you guys. Oh, it's true. That's right. It's true. But, <laughs> there's you know, no camera here, is there? No, yeah. <laughs> Why are you recording this? No, 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 not at all. <laughs> no, no, no. We wouldn't. So, yeah. So the, my testimony as far as... um. How the Lord brought me to himself. Um, well, my, I kind of have, I guess, both, I guess, that you hear. You know, like I grew up in the church. Mm-hmm. So that's how my testimony starts. I grew up in the church and um, and um, he said a sinner's prayer and was convicted, you know. And um, when they, I think it was Awana's, and I went forward and I uh, said the sinner's prayer and, and I gave my life to the Lord. And then, um, for anyone who doesn't understand the sinner's prayer. No, yeah. So it's like the altar call or ah. something at the end of a service, you know, or says mm-hmm. if anybody wants to, uh, give their life to the Lord or, um, come forward. And, and if you, you know, say so go forward and somebody Paul could, Washer clip, I see that hand. Yeah. yeah, <laughs> yeah. Raise so hand. the sinner's prayer is not pre-scripted. It's not written somewhere in history that we all just recite that it's basically just, you coming to the Lord and admitting, I need you, right? I'm a, I'm a sinner. The true sinner's prayer would be that. Yeah, yeah, the, yeah, the one I, yeah, she laid, took me aside and she said, just, you know, just repeat after me. And we prayed and I said what she said. And then, and that's why I thought, that's how I thought growing up. That that's how, you know, you accept the Lord. You said this prayer and asked him into your heart. Acknowledge you were a sinner and you needed him and you'd ask him into your heart. And yeah. And so, and that's what, um you know, what that, the Lord used that. And I, I had times where I was really close with him and, and seeking him but then so that so that's my the story of me being in the church and i think and then at later on is when i was um when i would say i was born again you know so like growing up in the church and knowing these things and studying these things are our knowledge of the head you know but when i was born again that's when i had uh when i you know different heart you know where my desires were changed where i it wasn't work anymore to do these, to read my Bible, to go to church, or it wasn't an inconvenience. It's something that I desired to do. Mm-hmm. And that's what, um, that's what, um, that's what, that was a big difference, I guess. Yeah. So like, I, I understand, like you hear, um, 
Paul Washer and the regeneration. And he talks about that mm-hmm. and like the story of like if you got hit by a Mack truck, he would know the difference, you know. And yeah. <laughs> so, so right. it's like, yeah, that, that was my Mack truck experience, I guess. When, <laughs> when I really saw that I was undone and us and and I was enslaved and I was just crying out to Jesus, like you know. And then he delivered me. Yeah, do you remember that? How he used that? Paul Washer. Yeah. Yeah, he's like. If I showed up to this conference late and said, "Yeah, sorry guys, I just got hit by a Mack truck, but I'm so I'm ten minutes late or something," and right. they're like, "No, you not. You can't get hit by a Mack truck and still be here. You you would show <laughs> right. evidence of you being right. changed. His appearance would be yeah, <laughs> have evidence on it. Yeah, and it was like basically, yeah. There's so many people saying they've had an encounter with the God of the universe and remain unchanged right like how is that possible yeah you see the people that come to the church and they're you know they're changing they seem to be like kind of on fire for the lord if you want to use that word and then they just fall away so quickly or within a few years mm. like i just yeah, think yeah. of the life of what since we've been together in a church like people that have come and like almost apostatized and yeah they're gone and nowhere to be found and i mean it happens all the time yeah it's like we really see that parable of the, the yeah. sower mm-hmm. like kind of you know, mm-hmm. yeah, that's right. And I think the Lord is, you know, uses that in different. I think I know, I know I've been, I look back in my life and I said, yep, that was, that was me being on stony ground and mm-hmm. that was me on thorns. And that was mm-hmm. you what know, the Lord's brought me through all those phases, mm-hmm. you know, yeah, to where the soil's good. Mm-hmm. That's a good way to look at it. That's pretty awesome. I'll share mine though. Yeah. yeah. So on mine, what, you know, I raised by a really single mom, mom and dad divorced when I was young and saw dad on the weekends, but I went to Catholic school. Um, kindergarten through eighth grade, so kind of got some biblical education, some, uh, very faulty, but biblical education. Um, <clears throat> in high school, went to like a public school, and there I got into drugs, alcohol, or drugs and alcohol abuse, and <laughs> graduated with 1.9 GPA. No, that's pretty good. You know, that's pretty good considering I was I never in school. Yeah, that's true. That's true. <laughs> um, but mm. then actually, I mean, I, I ended up getting in a rehab, um, getting kind of sober from all the stupid stuff. That's actually where I met you. Yeah. Uh, we met Alcoholics Anonymous. Uh, met my wife um, in that as well, Corey. Mm-hmm. And uh, and my mother-in-law, uh, wonderful woman of God, uh, she she gave me a Bible. Just, I mean, this is Lord did. This is cool. Gave me a Bible, and she encouraged me to read. I like to read. I've always liked to read. I can see all my books. I still like to read. Yeah. Uh, but like, always loved that. And she just said, "Hey, I challenge you to read. Go ahead and read." I was like, "Well, oh, cool. I'll read it." And uh, I read cover to cover King oh, well. James Bible. It's actually I'm gonna get it out. It should be right. Where is that thing at? Right here. That's it. Oh yeah. This is the Bible. That she oh, gave you? This is the Bible that they gave wow. me to read. It's actually still here. It's actually kind of browned from uh nice. from all that time. So it was gift it was gifted to me to read, and it was from to Corey, actually it says originally in 1997 wow. from my mother-in-law. <laughs> so I read this thing and I read it cover to cover. And um during the reading of that, I was I was regenerated. I mean, I, I what time was it? I, I can tell you I was up in my bathroom and I remember um Going to the section, it was right here in between the testaments. It actually shared the gospel right here. I believe this is the part. And either way, it's in here. And it shared the gospel with me. I went through it and I read it. I was like, man, I, I'm a sinner and I need to repent. I repented in my bathroom. And hmm. the funny story to it was about two weeks later, I told Corey. Um, and because, you know, immediately, like I smoked cigarettes. And immediately, I just like, man, I shouldn't be smoking cigars. It's not a sin. I've got to smoke cigars. 
but it just was that first conviction you get. Yeah. It's like, man, I, I just feel like this is something that is almost an idol to me. Uh, so I just quit. And Corey was like, why are you quitting? And I told her, hey, I'm a Christian now, I think. I don't know. But <laughs> like nobody led me to the Lord. It wasn't like yeah, I was in a yeah, church. No. So then, you know, and Corey and I weren't married. Uh, you remember this time, too. Yeah. Uh, and um, I, I proposed to her. And we were married within a few months. A um, few months. It was nine months, I think. Um, married, um, and the Lord just kind of has continued that walk with him over all these years. You know, it's been a, it's just like this, this Bible itself is still a treasure to me, even though yeah. I rarely open it. It's King James. I don't really use the King James, but it's just a treasure in yeah. there. Like it's still around that scripture yeah. that the Lord uses to save me, um, awesome. and convict me of my sins. It's just such a neat, neat thing to still be able to have, you know, and tell my kids that someday. And I wish you could find that portion. It's somewhere in here. Oh yeah. How to become a Christian. Like there it is. It's really just a breakdown of the whole entire thing making sense of everything um so it's pretty cool i mean that's what the lord did and he's still working on me i'm not perfect yet but that's that's what he did man he used that that his word to con to convert me that's from cool. you still have that yeah i remember after a aa meetings we would go to a diner a lot and mm -hmm. drink coffee you mm -hmm. know and just sit there until two in the morning drinking coffee and we <laughs> yeah and at one time, uh, yeah, no, and then go to sleep too. And yeah, that's which is weird because I never could sleep in the anymore. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was a diner, yeah, drink just, coffee, and talk yep. about the Lord. And you were, I remember you said that I just don't believe, and um, and uh, I was raised Catholic, but I don't believe that anymore. You know, like I was, mm -hmm. you know, in AA, you have a higher power, but it can be right. anything you want. Yep. You know, and and I and I just remember looking at him and say, you, <laughs> you'll believe one day soon. Yep. <laughs> yeah, it's, I mean, like, I, well, I, you were a Christian at the time. Yeah, I mean that's like I was, I was always professing Christian. Oh, my okay, whole, okay. You know, so it's like that's that's the part of my story that's kind of hard to. Yeah. So that's why I say I mean I have the testimony of I grew up in the church and I you know I so I was yeah. always as long as I yeah. remember I said I was a Christian I believe in the Lord Jesus Christ and you know so but it's him working through all that. Yeah. So and when you think about you know before the foundation of the world he knew us and yeah. So it's, I, I remember too, like, cause you know, we go to these AA meetings and when I first became a Christian, funny story to it, going to an AA meeting and like, I knew I had been changed. I knew something was different. I, I just, you know, you, you guys know that. I mean, yeah. it just, the Lord has done a work in you and you're like, man, just I'm thinking different. My everything is just different. I was at an AA meeting <laughs> and I did. I yeah. was like, man, I just want to tell you guys what happened. I was so excited about it. Like I'm a Christian now. Da, da, da. Yeah. And I had a guy like threaten me and wanted to beat me up. <laughs> and I'm like, what the heck? Why does this guy hate me? His name was Dennis. Remember that guy? Yeah. Yeah. He like, I'm like, I don't know what the world is going on here. And, uh, and that's when it made me just go, maybe it is not where I should be now. Yeah, right. As a believer, I need to be in the church and just like committed to it. And that's, I mean, that's what the Lord did in that. So that's there you go. Cool. There's my testimony. There's the Lord. Yeah. Mine is a little different. I wasn't raised in the church at all. I had, you know, kind of hippie parents, you know, I grew up around them get high and, you know, being crazy with each other and, um, just living in Flint, you know, and I spent most of my life that way. And then my dad ended up professing Christ, I think maybe when I was 12, maybe a little older. And it was like 10 years prior. And he ended up uh, moving away, going up to Alaska. And I would, I was living with my grandparents at the time, because this is way after uh, divorce from my uh, second stepmom. And, uh, I'd go up there to visit him, but I'd stay a couple of years. And, um, and it was right around high school when I really just started making friends that were just like, we were willing to do anything, you know? So drugs came around that time, you know, drinking. And it ultimately led to me leaving, dropping out of school. Well, I'm being expelled. 
Honestly, I've been expelled from every school I've ever been to. <laughs> elementary school. <laughs> oh, no, no, no. You went to college, though. Uh, you did, didn't. didn't you go to college? Get some college? Like a month. Oh, <laughs> did you get kicked out? <laughs> no. I took courses. Okay. You know. Okay. But, you know, I actually went through and got a bachelor or a bachelor's after I became a Christian. But it was just online correspondence or whatever. Anyway, so um, obviously that created a big uh, problem with me and my dad's relationship because I'm living in sin, uh, enjoying the world and he's, you know, trying to live for Christ. And he ended up at the time I turned 18, he was like, you need to get out of my house. You're a man now and you're mm -hmm. too much trouble here. So I found myself homeless, you know, just bouncing around party to party, living it up, not really thinking I needed anything in the world other than the next meal, mm -hmm. next party, next, you know, way to get high. Yeah. And my, my real mom, who I never lived with, she, she, uh, left when I was six months old. She found me, called me on the phone up there. She must've tracked me down to my dad and said, Hey, I want to fly you to Ann Arbor back to Michigan and visit with you for a little bit. And so I came back and I was with her for about two months before me and her boyfriend didn't get along. And I left and went back to Flint to be with my grandma. And it was, I think it was that summer that I just started to really just something wasn't right. Mm. I wasn't having fun anymore. Every time I get high, it was just like something didn't feel right. And so I was on the phone one night with my dad and, and I was like, just telling him how I was feeling, what I was experiencing. And he said the same thing. He always said to me, you need Jesus. Mm. But for the first time I believed him. Mm. Like I heard that for years, but I was like, you're right. And I just knew if I died, I'd go to hell. And I always knew that, you know, from what he told me, but I didn't care. I was in love with my sin. And so he just like with you, he just led me in a prayer. And I remember even after the phone, I was asking him, is that it? I'm like, am I saved? <laughs> and so I, it was late. So I ended up going to bed and I woke up and I told my grandma and grandpa what I did. And, and I, I, the biggest thing for me was that from that moment on, I just stopped hating. Mm. You know what I mean? Like I was just filled with so much love, mm. you know? And I remember just like being just almost amazed at how I felt. Like, I was just like, man, he just took all this hate away from me. Yeah. And uh, maybe that's like 27 years ago. And, but, you know, obviously for those who don't know, when you become a Christian, you're not just like all of a sudden perfect. Oh, so, right? no. You're no. not ever perfect. Not even 27 ever. years later. <laughs> no, or 40 or, you know, not, you know, and, and so the battle with sin really just began at that moment for me because prior there was no battle. Mm -hmm. I just jumped in. I love it. You guys know. I mean, it was just, we had fun and we enjoyed mm -hmm. it. But then I started to have this realization that I want to serve Christ and I want to love him, but yet there's these temptations everywhere, you know? And so lust and all those things were a major battle in my life that God just graciously, faithfully stuck with me and delivered me mm -hmm. over and over and over again to this day, right? He's still working <clears throat> on all of us, Yeah, you know? So... Yeah, which which runs to the next point because you know I've heard in church over years of being in church, mm -hmm. just share your testimony with people. You ever heard that? It's like yeah, that's that's not the gospel though. No, no, like it's not. the te our testimony is a wonderful thing, and I, you know it's something people can can really can't argue with. At the end of the day, they want to argue with the gospel, but the reality is your testimony is wonderful. But and and two, you know, even with that, like our testimonies, oftentimes our testimonies only tell what Christ did before. We you ever notice that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, man, we when do we ever get to the testimony? We, which we've kind of shared a little bit more than we're, we're kind of starting at the basis, but testimony goes through a lifetime. 
Mm-hmm. Like I want to tell my testimony when I'm like 90 years old, if I make it that far yeah. Yeah. Um, and be able to be like, here's how the Lord was faithful over all these years of mm-hmm. just, you know, my sin and wickedness. But like, I've been a believer longer now than I was an unbeliever. Like in that sense, God regenerated <laughs> me when yeah. I was like 22 years old. Now I'm 45. Yeah, I was 19. Yeah. So like the Lord just has done the, and then, but, but on the other side too of that, like testimonies that I want to hear, those are like our kids. Yeah. Yeah. You know, like our kids have been raised to love and know the Lord. Um, not all of our kids are, are actively doing that. I would say, you know, especially for you and I, mm-hmm. uh, we do have two children that we both love to death, uh, but the Lord just hasn't saved them yet. Um, uh, but like I, the rest of my kids have that testimony of like, man, mom and dad love Jesus. They, tra- they traced me to love him. And I understand I am a sinner. I understand I'm wicked, but I've just loved him my entire life. Like that, those are the testimonies I like to hear. Yeah, those, those are the good ones. Yeah. And those are, and in one sense, our testimonies were all very similar, mm-hmm. right? We have obviously different paths, different histories, different experiences. And I was trying to explain this to my kids the other day. But the similar part is that, that we all come to Christ by grace, yep. right? It's not because you were raised in church and you knew better, right? Or you did something different or special. Mm-hmm. It's like, no, we all start off lost sinners, enemies of God. And it's only by his grace that we're made Christian. Mm-hmm. Right. So that's the similar. And I think that's the focal point of our testimony is what Jesus, what the Lord does and how he how he does that. Right. How do we become born again? Yeah, obviously, you go back to the gospel Him dying on the cross, paying for our sins with his own life, his own blood and then sending his Holy Spirit to convict and, and mm-hmm. renew us. And that's the similar part. But, man, we have all this colorful history. Oh, we do. We do, but it's all the Lord working through it, it all. Is. I mean, think of your, like I think of my own life when when I was a little kid. My brother always used to say, "Nick didn't talk until he found drugs, and we couldn't shut him up because huh. uh, I just didn't talk. I I, I wasn't a talker um, at all. Period. Hmm. Again, you can't shut me up now. <laughs> but um, but during that time, I look back like eighth grade. We had Scholastic Olympics at the Catholic school, as I and I was picking pick for public speaking. <laughs> I didn't talk. <laughs> How That's I got so through that? Funny. Oh, it was like, why did you pick me? I had to had to memorize a famous speech and and do it by memory. And I had picked the Gettysburg Address, oh, I believe, wow. and I totally butch, butchered it. Like I just, it was terrible, mm-hmm. and I forgot lines. The guy's like, "Oh no, start over," <laughs> and I didn't. I didn't win anything. I didn't. But I look at that like, how is the Lord working through even that? Like yeah. now, <laughs> now I I preach like. Back then, who would have ever thought I would ever even talk? Yeah, right. Like, but the Lord used all of those means to just change and, and weave like a, a thread through the life to show how he's just been working through everything in it. Yeah. Like even when we were in our sin and wicked. Yeah. Like, man, mm-hmm. so good. So that kind of mm-hmm. touches on something else. Post, post-Christian, not post-Christian, what's a good way to say it? Post-conversion? Post-conversion testimonies. Yeah. Right. Cause it's, it's, it's not, I made a decision at one point, right. I didn't, it's not that I just prayed a prayer, right. Like you were sharing, like your post-conversion testimony is just, is powerful. Well, I think, right? because, oh, yeah. go ahead. oh, sorry. No, I didn't. I would say just because we go through so much as believers. I mean, I can't tell you how many times as a Christian, I said, I didn't know when I really truly saved. Mm-hmm. If I'm saved, why am I sinning still? Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. Why am I screwing up so much? Yeah. And then the Lord would bring somebody or a verse or a sermon and just, minister to me and help me and i mean there's just so much um power in that idea of him being walking with us yeah it's so good because i and i think that's where a lot of my problems come from or came from back then and 
still kind of, you know, what you're raised in and kind of, it stays with you for a while, oh, yeah. but like, oh, yeah. but it is this whole idea that like, I'm now that, you know, and I would go to counselors, like Christian counselors at camp or whatever. Like, I don't know if I'm saved, you know, and like, well, say this prayer now, write in your Bible. Now this day you've been saved, you know? <laughs> yeah. And then That's it just funny. mess, you know, mess you up. And then, but, but biblically, like salvation is a process that started before the foundation of the world mm -hmm. and it ends at the day of Jesus Christ. Where Paul says, I am sure of this, that he who began a good work in you will bring it to completion at the day yeah. of Jesus Christ. Mm -hmm. And like in Peter, uh, I don't remember if it's first or second Peter, but set your hope fully on that day and the yeah. grace that will be appeared to you on mm -hmm. that day, you know? And so it's like, that's when it's done. And from, from now until then, it is Christ saving us. Yeah. yeah. It is Christ changing us. It is him doing all the work. Yeah. And so our, 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 what we're doing now is believing. Yeah. That's where, then that's where I get messed up is when I'm doubting or I'm not like, no, my eyes aren't on Christ. I'm not believing that he's my savior. He's going to do it. He's going to finish it. He's going to bring it, you know? Right. And it's like, because then, it, because the one way it has our eyes off on ourselves. Oh, yeah. I, I'm not doing this or I'm feeling this. So I gotta, I gotta, I gotta, you know, but yeah. it's just, you get that, that one thing backwards and it just messes you up. Oh, yeah. yeah. I think a good way to say <laughs> you know? is. We, we look at it and we think, okay, that our salvation depends on what we do. Yeah. But it's actually dependent on what he has already done. done. Mm -hmm. right? And us believing in that. Right. right? Yeah. And us yeah. just believing it. And and you see, like, people use trust and all these different words, mm -hmm. but, like, it just says believe over and over and over again. Mm -hmm. Right. So that puts all of the grace on, on, on him. Yeah. Right? He's the one doing it. Mm -hmm. So when we run into trials or sin, what do we do? We go to Christ. Yeah. Lord help me, save me, rescue yep. me, yeah. deliver me from this, you know? And we, and he does, and he shows you and that increases <laughs> our faith. Like, whoa, you just delivered me from that. Yeah. Your mercy, you pulled me out of that, yep. of myself. I was about ready to fall off the cliff or go off, you know, and he pulls you out of it. But even in our, <laughs> it's amazing. Even in our unbelief, he still is saving us. Mm -hmm. Like yeah. I think of Jonah, like the story of Jonah. Was Jonah all of a sudden not believing in God when he was in the belly of a whale? I bet he was believing better than ever. Mm -hmm. yeah. um, you know, like, mm -hmm. man, it, but but even within our troubles, our our failings, our lack of faith, like he still is working in us. And, and, mm -hmm. and like it doesn't it's not based on how much I believe. Yeah. Like my my hope is in Christ. You know, I, like uh, it's Hebrews. He's an anchor for our soul. Like, yeah. like that's the anchor. Even though the storms beat at us, like he's still the anchor. Mm -hmm. And even when I doubt him, mm -hmm. he still is saving. He still has saved me. It's like, man, yeah. how good is he through all that? Yeah. I, I was just talking with, I think it was Andrew the other day. I was like, I think, I really believe that we have seasons of the soul mm -hmm. where there's just times of faith, there's times of doubt, there's times of joy, there's time of depression. There's all these seasons, mm -hmm. but yet he, Christ is a rock. Yeah, yeah, right. Immovable, unchangeable God. Same. Right. That we just, like you said, we look at our sins, we get our eyes off him. Like Peter started to sink when he looked at the waves. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? But he, Christ reaches his hand out, pulls us out. Which is you one know? of the joys of, you know, of really the, the doctrine, this scriptural doctrine that, you know, we can't lose our salvation in the sense of mm -hmm. like a tulip is perseverance of the saints or, yeah. you know, whatever you want to look at it as. Um, but, and it's not, it's not once saved, always saved. That's what yes. that, that's, well, because <laughs> that once saved, always saves that idea that like, yeah, you said, the, you, prayer you said and, the prayer and you're good no matter how yeah, you live. Like, yeah, they're yeah. banking on, they've said the prayer, therefore they can live like the devil and, and, and they're still saved because they said the prayer. Yeah. But like, he is just like holding us through all of that. Like yeah. he, 
doesn't I don't I, it's weird it's like I don't say he doesn't give up us but that's not the case like mm. he's not going to lose us because we're his yeah. and a shepherd doesn't lose his sheep mm-hmm. like shepherds not go oh crap I lost that one yeah, oh, well. great mm-hmm. like they probably weren't a sheep to begin with stupid sheep because sheep will walk in the fold <laughs> but if they're not of that fold they wander back off you know and usually those are goats that come walking in mm-hmm. and they're they're within and they listen to the shepherd for a bit and then they take off but yeah. the, the joy of knowing that is like man despite my sin I hold to the fact that Christ is saving me. Yeah. Like he has saved me and he's going to continue that work. Right. Like you and said, you get a wrong view of salvation. Yep. You're going to think, okay, I'm not making it if I keep messing up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like all of a sudden it depended on us. Mm-hmm. You know, it doesn't, the cross. Be, doesn't depend on us at all. Yeah. Like you, you know, growing up, Christ died to forgive me my sins. And that is true. And that is massive And it, but it kind of stopped there. Yeah. You know, but like Christ came to deliver us from our sins. Yeah. To give us his righteousness, to do all the work. So when I am in sin and I can't, you know, he, well, he came to save me from that, to deliver yeah. me from that. That's a whole other, yeah. you know, like. Yeah, there's certain yeah. sins in the church that, or even in the world, like, oh, no, if you have this struggle, you're always going to be struggling with that. Mm. And I'm like, no, no, <laughs> my Jesus there's, is powerful and yeah. he delivers, there's, you know, like there's testimony of testimony of real deliverance from pornography, mm. real deliverance from alcoholism, yeah. real deliverance from drugs. I mean, you name it. I was yeah. a suicidal drunk for those last three years. I was a drunk, you know, and I could not stop. And one day the Lord woke me up and I just said, I'm so sorry and fell back asleep. And that was gone Boom. after years <laughs> of trying and working, going to AA and all that stuff. And yeah. he, del- he delivers. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, it's like, that's where it goes. Like that testimony isn't actually our testimony. Yeah. It's, it's a, his testimony it's, yeah. at the end of the day. It's like, this, he's, yeah. yeah, he's still writing, like he's not writing scripture, but he's still writing the book. Yeah. Then we're his witnesses of exactly. like what he's done in our life. Yeah. You know, like, and it's like, blood. how does that go? Um, they overcame by the blood of the lamb and the word of the testimony. testimony. Yeah. Not loving their life yeah. unto death. Yep. You know, it's like, no, like this is what Jesus did for me. Oh yeah, me too. Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> so it's like. Yeah. Yeah. Real, real Christian fellowship revolves around that too. Like mm, the idea yeah. that we understand we're all sinners and we understand that we're all redeemed. And there's, you know, that's where, where the purifying comes in those situations where we're like, man, to love somebody and there's, well, you know, believer who's struggling, yeah. like, man, it just yeah. draws you to one another and hold, helps you to hold each other up. But, right. I, but that can't, I mean, even the, the Christian community in itself, it is all based on that testimony, the testimony that the Lord Jesus Christ has saved me. Mm-hmm. Like that's the testimony it's based on. And they're like in the church, it's so, our church is what, 95% white, I'd say. Mm-hmm. But because diversity, I think is kind of a joke because what we, the world's version of it, but like diversity in the church is huge. Even our church, mm-hmm. like there are people that have a lot of wealth. Mm-hmm. There are people that have little wealth. There are people with a lot of knowledge, like education. Yeah. There are people with little education. There mm-hmm. are people with, you know, this kind of schooling. That I mean, you, yeah. diversity is huge but all that diversity is 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 pulled together in christ like it's he's the one who makes that he's the one who saves those diversities are actually a blessing Mm -hmm. you know it's it's pretty cool how he does that i mean we just i get the end of the day like what what's the testimony we want to have the lord jesus christ saved me all of that stuff i can say that happened in my past when i see him i'm not gonna be like hey remember when and bring that up to him Mm -hmm. i'll be like you saved me what you know you you, bow before him and like it's not gonna be about my past it's gonna be about the future yeah at that point of being with him and that's 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 actually really cool encouraging to know that there's so much more oh yeah right yeah this this is i mean this life's transient it's it has a beginning it has an end but our souls do not and our bodies will be resurrected someday and you know we'll be with him like 
whoa, <laughs> not the older we get, the closer that day gets, <laughs> you know? So, so I guess when it comes to Christian testimony, what we're saying is like the testimonies are good, but they should all fall to Christ. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like you can share a testimony. Like I was Baptist, Baptist loves testimonies. We just do. Yeah. Um, I think it's just the Baptist way, but like all the testimonies should include what God is doing yeah. in the midst of our lives. Uh, the Christian testimony is yeah. Jesus saves sinners. Mm. Yeah, <laughs> it really is. So, yeah. well, you got three of the worst right here, right? Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> right. Three, three of the worst. Yeah. Very similar stories, though. There's yeah. a lot of, like, amazingly, none of us ever met. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> before we were Christians. and We know people, like, mm-hmm. similar friends. Oh, yeah, we have similar friends. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Know, yeah, we do. Yeah. We never partied with each other back in the right. no, I, party. Which, we partied together now. I always thought was the most well, my, like my, <laughs> my wife hung out with all these. My wife went to a different school in the area, but she hung out with all the same people that I knew at, at the school I went to. Oh, that's funny. Mm, like, that's but we funny. never met once. Mm. We're roughly the same age. Yeah, that's the same with mine. Yeah. We had the same friends, and was one particular friend who always had these huge luau parties, and they're all themed and stuff. And she would be there, and I guess I'd be there, but we never met until he introduced us, and I realized she was my neighbor in in our apartment. Wow. That's how we met. Won't you be my neighbor? Like Mr. Rogers. Yeah, I remember when I first came to Christ, I didn't know anything about Christianity. I thought that once you got married as a Christian, you would never get divorced because Christians don't do anything to hurt each other. (laughs) Yeah. And I was like, like, oh, boy. I didn't know anything. Uh, but yeah. yeah, you realize that and then you realize the same thing about yourself and, and just how patient God is in the process of conforming you mm-hmm. to the image of Christ throughout your life. Yeah. Yeah. When I was like, when I was first saved, like one of the first things I did was, you know, you have years of Catholicism mm-hmm. bashed into your head mm-hmm. and like, I need to, I, I just knew it was wrong without meeting anybody. And the Lord just, I was like, well, I guess I should read books again. Cause I liked reading and go to a Christian bookstore and found Charles Spurgeon and just fell in love. Yeah. Puritans That's and all cool. these guys. I'm always jealous of guys who found those things early. Yeah. I know. Yeah. You went a to long Christ- time. That was back in the day when Christian bookstores yeah, you could uh, find good books, I guess. Which one was it? <laughs> it was, I think it was just called the Christian bookstores over there by uh, yeah, Tar- yeah. Target over there. Uh, <laughs> it wasn't even until I discovered Great Comfort that I heard, oh. even heard Spurgeon's name yeah. or any guy because he quoted all these guys. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah, this, I mean, it's cool, that not, but how the Lord just wings, pulls yeah. all that together. And, Sovereign over. Yeah, it makes it. God, I was, first church I went to, the United Methodist Church. Yeah, like, I went to Methodist Church. Yeah, I was, a, I was part of the conservative movement within there. Mm. It was it was a really fun, actually, looking back, it was a really fun church to be a part of because of the diversity of, you know, there's Calvinists in there, there was Methodists in there, mm-hmm. there was what I like Baptist kind of folk in there. There was, you know, people, it's just all this weird, like it was a Methodist church that baptized believers and not babies, which mm-hmm. is not done. Methodists are, are, are baby baptizers. Oh. But we didn't do that. We had elders, which Methodist church don't have elders. Huh. It was really a unique yeah, situation. You know, one thing I wish I could have changed going back is, so I got saved and because I was living with my grandparents, I started going to their church. Okay. I was 19. Where do they put me? Youth group. <laughs> You're 19. Do you know who was in the youth group? 14-year-old girls. That's it. And I was just like, if I would have, like, going back, I would have been like, where's the men's Bible study? Yeah, like, I want to, like, learn and grow. I didn't learn. I mean, it was just years. I'm just, like, having fun. Like, this is Christianity. <laughs> going on trips. Doing Fun, you know. Dodgeball. Yeah. And that's just like, man, it took me a long time yeah. to really start to grow because there was no men of the church to say, hey, young man, yeah, yeah. let me teach you the ways of the faith. Yeah, see, and I had that. I had an older, older guy who 
grabbed a hold of me and just walked with me for years, That's awesome. you know, and just spent That's that awesome. time with me. He went to be with the Lord recently. So it's like, man, God is, God is good. How he does all that stuff. And it's like, looking back on it, just kind of all three of us makes us ought to make us go, well, what can we do for these younger men? Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. so. I think that's about yeah. all. We, we good? Yeah, let me read this scripture. Oh, yeah, I love this Absolutely. scripture because yeah. it's kind of like our a testimony in the in the Bible, like my testimony in the Bible, or all of ours. But what uh, book? It's uh, Psalm one hundred seven. How and can you read that? It's so it's, small. I, I still got like my eyes aren't that bad yet. But there's like four different parts to it, or I think maybe four. But this part that is like where I'm like, man, that was me. But it says, uh, "Oh, give thanks to the Lord for He is good, for steadfast love endures forever." Some sat in darkness, in the shadow of death, prisoners in affliction and in irons, for they had rebelled against the words of God and spurned the counsel of the Most High. Mm. So he bowed their hearts down with hard labor. They fell down with none to help. Then they cried to the Lord in their trouble, and he delivered them from their distress. He brought them out of darkness in the shadow of death and burst their bonds apart. Let them thank the Lord for his steadfast love, for his wondrous works to the children of man. For he shatters the doors of bronze and cuts them to the bars of iron. Ooh. And that's my story. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like I spurned his counsel and his word yeah. and he bowed me down in hard labor and I cried out to the Lord and he delivered me. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah, I think that's a good place to end on. <laughs> yeah, let the word of God have the last mo- last saying there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's good. So, well, we thank you for uh, for listening, watching, for our tens and tens of people yeah. that uh, give a rip what we're saying and to those who don't, you didn't miss anything. <laughs> so, thanks, thanks, guys. <laughs> I should include that. <laughs> That's how you I'm know it's to, ended. I'm going to have to include that in there <laughs> at the end. See if anybody actually watches it to the end. <laughs>